I'm here today with Jeff Long. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well, John. Thanks for having me on the show. No, you're very welcome. Very welcome. You're our first guest from Ohio, I think. <laughs> so from we don't get that many from. Would, would that be Midwest? It is. Yeah, it is considered Midwest. Right. Okay. Well, you're, I think you're our first person from the Midwest. So welcome representing that uh, particular part of the States. <laughs> Fantastic. I embrace that. Great. And you're, you're, um, you're on the show because you're a bit of a kind of a knee learning video type expert. Is that, that's probably not the, the best description you've ever heard of your, of your role, but. No, I think that's an accurate description. Definitely. You had five tips that you wanted to share for people that are making videos for learning. And this is particularly interesting to me because I've, I've always thought about expanding this trainer tools thing to include some kind of video thing, like maybe video book reviews or something. So I'm going to be sitting here making notes. So if there's an awkward silence in the middle of this, it's just because I'm making <laughs> notes. Not a problem. Do you want to just give us an introduction first of all? So um, what's your experience in terms of making videos? Why, why we should listen to your tips? Of course. Yeah. So uh, I've been in business since 2003. I've owned my own company. And um, even before that, like right out of college, I actually did corporate training with Lowe's. So anytime a new Lowe's store opened anywhere in the United States or Canada, they would send me out and I would train everybody in the store from the manager to the janitor. And it was a it was a big help to see such an amazing organization, uh, how they run their companies, how they train their employees. And I got to be kind of front and center for all that. So I got to go to Hawaii, which was amazing. Uh, they sent me to Alaska in the dead of winter, and that was really cold, but amazing. And everywhere in the U.S. and, and Canada. And, and so I, I really got to learn different training strategies from a corporate level. And then when I started my business, we worked with a lot of, uh, you know, medium to large companies, whether that was large manufacturing companies or uh, medical training companies, different things like that. So we would be creating these, uh, this training content. And sometimes that was for personal use, like internal. And then sometimes it was for uh, external, you know, their, their customers or clients. So it would be on their website. So we would develop the whole package from the actual content to the learning management system we would create to the website and in the videos. So all that to say, you know, I've worked with, you know, large companies, Fortune 500 companies, as well as, you know, smaller uh, locally owned companies. And I've found that uh, video content is kind of scary to a lot of people. Uh, I was just at a video shoot last week and one of the managing partners, you know, he's a hard charging guy. He's a make it happen, you know, type A personality. He gets in front of the camera and he kind of melted and he actually kind of walked away and, and, and said, ah, I don't want to do this right now and kind of quit, you know? So it's kind of this awkward thing for everybody. But for some reason, when you throw up a video camera and lights or, you know, all this kind of uh, production quality, it can be intimidating. So I thought it'd be helpful to, to talk about five tips to make uh, creating e-learning videos uh, more simple. And, and the good thing with all of these is you know, we can apply these tips to anybody that's doing a webinar or if you have to, um, some companies I know do like Facebook lives or, or videos for, uh, uh, LinkedIn. So these principles are, are transferable to other parts of video creation. So even if we were doing a video 
meeting, a video teleconference meeting. Exactly. Colleagues, it's the same principle. A lot of the same principle. It is funny what you're saying though about how people clam up in front of a video. I, <laughs> I don't get it myself. I think I'm too much of a show off or something because it doesn't bother me in the slightest. But you're absolutely right. It's so odd how some people that are quite articulate and quite, uh, you know, expressive. Yeah, and, and even yeah. and even fairly extrovert. Suddenly, you stick a camera on them, and they become a sort of awkward robotic type. Yeah, we have some of those in our top political positions as well. Actually, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. It's not that kind of podcast. Of course, of course. Well, and I'm a big fan of different uh, personality styles. So you know, I love taking those you know personality tests or whatever, whether it's the Enneagram or DISC or Myers Briggs or whatever. And there's one specifically called the DISC profile. Oh yeah. And so I kind of. Um, there's a, a couple personalities that do well and some that struggle. And I'm actually in the ones that kind of struggle more. So more of the engineer type that, that likes to have all the, the bullet points in front of them, the details, they like, they like to know all, you know, what's going to happen, what could happen. So whenever I come into a, a video shoot and the client has, you know, a very detailed list of notes, almost like a script, and they want to read this script on camera. I know it's going to be a challenge. <laughs> and again, that's me. Uh, that's my style. My so you're the high C. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm more of an SC, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of on that, that spectrum there. Right, okay. Uh, so I guess a free tip is if, you know, if that's you, if, if you're the type that you have to have all your, your I's dotted and your T's crossed, you know, sometimes if you're an expert in your field, just rely on that. And don't think you have to have everything perfect because one of the benefits of, of video being so prevalent these days is we've really gone from a incredibly high production value standard to authenticity is almost more important in many industries. So, you know, if you stumble or if you say an um or ah, uh, it, it's okay. You know, the audience will still believe you. You don't have to be this polished robot that says everything perfectly um, in most circumstances. <laughs> I think that's really good advice. And it, it's something that I've learned from doing this podcast, actually, because when mm. I first started it, I was trying to sound like some plummy BBC announcer right. and was, you know, editing out mistakes or was, was being quite cautious in how I sort of expressed myself. And the more I've relaxed and the more I've kind of just tried to make it more conversational, I think the better it is, the better it sounds. Yeah, I would agree. So you gave us a free tip there. So that was, so we're, we're already ahead here. There we but, go. Um, but yeah, um, so go on then. What are these five tips? How, how do you want to go through this? One by one? Yeah, let's go one by one. If you have questions or thoughts or whatever, uh, you can obviously interject. Uh, so the first one is, uh, so let's say you have an e-learning, we'll call it a course, but you could, you know, there's different industry terms. And let's say that course is 10 modules. And again, you could call it lessons, modules. Again, the, the terms don't really matter. I've found that the generally... When you're doing a video, and, and so let's say you don't have a big team, you know, either your, your um, training team or your marketing team, who is ever in your company, let's say it's just you and maybe one other person, who knows. Um, I recommend not to start your first recording with module one, because a lot of times that first recording you do, it, it's kind of your roughest, you know, it's, you're kind of trying to learn, you're trying to get comfortable in front of the camera. And so I recommend starting in the middle. Uh, and honestly, you can record, you know, one of the modules and just scrap it, almost use it as a practice. Uh, so, so generally because your first recording is going to be your worst, especially don't start with number one, you know, module one or lesson one. Uh, if you do have to keep it, I would kind of throw it there in the middle. 
so that uh, your one of your best videos is one of your first videos. So I kind of circle back around. So maybe I'll start with number five, go up to 10, and then kind of turn around and start and go one through four. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Because you're going to be uh, hooked by the time they get to your crappy fifth video, which is <laughs> a total mess. Yeah. I'm exaggerating yeah. slightly here. But um, uh, by the time they get there, they're already kind of bought in to the game. Whereas if that's up front, if that's number one, they're going to think, I'm, I can't cope with this. It's... Yeah. Yeah, because your first impressions are yeah, important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So make that first impression your best video or, or best-ish video. Exactly. Certainly not your worst. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Hide the worst in the middle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's an interesting tip, and I don't think people would necessarily think of that. And and really, then it, it kind of takes the pressure off because I found that um, even when we're not doing e-learning videos, maybe it's a training video or a marketing piece or something like that, it really takes the pressure off because I almost feel like, okay, this first one has to be perfect. And then you kind of psych yourself out. So if you just say, you know what, we're actually going to not start with number one, we're going to start in the middle. And let's just, you know, if we need to take this as a practice, that's fine. Uh, But if you happen to nail it on the first take, then we have it, you know, so it really takes that pressure off of uh, the person specifically kind of on camera. And that's a really easy trip that uh, trip. Exactly. (laughs) Sorry, tip to say that's a, that's a really easy tip that anybody could follow. Yes. You don't need any sort of technical experience to do that. Quite, quite the contrary. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that could be done whether you're doing, you know, an audio recording, maybe you have different components to an audio recording. You could start in the middle or, you know, obviously you don't have to be sequential with everything you do, especially if you don't do it on a regular basis. You know, most of us are not trained actors or professionals. You know, we're just, we have our craft, our specialty, and then we're kind of asked or thrown on to the camera or, you know, to be on camera. And most people, aren't comfortable. I know you are. You said, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of getting better and better. But uh, yeah, most people, it's not, uh, it's not something they look forward to waking up and thinking, oh, I want to be on camera today. I think, I think you're right. It's not that many people that do. Right. Number two. So number two uh, goes back to that personality uh, styles that I talked about is, you know, whenever you see somebody that that has to have a script, you know, so they come in with a five page script and they say, all right, you know, here's our our training content for module one. Uh, You know, it's it's going to be a long day if they think somehow they can read that script um, off of their paper. Now, there's teleprompters and there's ways to do that. But honestly, I think and, and point number two is use a bullet point outline. And you can even tape it to the, you know, near the camera, like right underneath or something, and use that bullet point outline as your, uh, as your script or as as a way to to keep you going in the video. But don't have a script with long, drawn out details, explanations, and all that. Um, now, there's sometimes where, because of legal reasons, you do have to have specific scripts and approval from legal and all that stuff. All right, but for the most part. Um, especially if you're having a subject matter expert on camera, you know, they'll, they'll probably know their content. And so you could, here's kind of a tip within a tip is let's say you have in one module, let's say you have, uh, three points, you know, so, Hey, in today's video, we're going to be, or today, this module, we're going to be talking about X and, and then you have, you know, three points to supplement that or to talk about that. So what I even recommend within that is recording each bullet point separately. So you might say, and point number one for this is blah, 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 blah. And then you just stop. 
you kind of gather yourself, you think, <laughs> you take a breath, you maybe you wipe some sweat off your brow, take a drink, whatever that is. And then you can start in with point number two, because obviously with the magic of editing, you know, you can cut out all the, the stuff that's not quality. So why force yourself to do an entire video from start to finish? Yeah, I, I think that point about not reading stuff is, is vital. Because when you see people reading stuff, and I've done it myself, I've read stuff and there's things sure. I have to do where I read it, and I know it's not as good, and I just wish I were free of the script and and could just, you know, as you say, if you've got the bullet points, so you don't miss, you've got your structure right, and you don't miss some key words or key points you need to make. But yeah. reading stuff out, God, it's boring to watch as well. <laughs> you've got to be an amazing actor to pull that off. And most really of us are Yeah. Um, and you can, you know, even with a teleprompter or especially if somebody... Uh, you know, tapes a script below or to the side of the camera, you can just see their eyes, you know, and it, yeah. it's kind of distracting. And so again, there's a time and a place for that. But to me, if, if it does have to be so scripted because of legal reasons, that's probably where you do want to hire a professional actor or actress because uh, they look good on camera. They make it look easy and effortless. And that makes you and your company look good. It's interesting that you're saying this from the point of view, I guess your own point of view, because you said that you like the the high C personality. You kind of like that script. <laughs> is the is it is the opposite true? So if you're the kind of high I that you never prepare, you just always wing it. You just love the camera and showing off. I guess there's dangers there as well. I hope I'm not preempting another tip here. No, but. that's a really good point. And, and honestly, I hadn't. Uh put two and two together, you're obviously a smarter man than I, but, but you bring up a good point in that for people that just kind of, um, you know, what's the, the term they, uh, they shoot first, aim later. Uh, that's where that, that those bullet points can really keep people on track. Um, so while the, that high eye, the outgoing person that does think off, off the top of their head, really good, um, it can be a, an asset on camera cause they're, they're just going along, they're doing their content but then they can kind of be verbally processing on camera. And so you sometimes do have to rein them in. So the, that bullet point strategy does work for every personality. And to the listener, if you're like, I don't know what this DISC thing stands for. In a way, it doesn't really matter. It's just, you know, um, if you're more engineering minded or outgoing minded and, and whatever. But, but having bullet points keeps you on task. Yeah, I've seen people that are, I would say, possibly high eyes i don't know if they are which is that which is that kind of outgoing um people orientated extrovert type i've seen people like that really miss the point of what mm -hmm. they want to say and yeah. the structure kind of fall into pieces a bit as the kind of initial adrenaline of the of, of the start of it wanes and they realize they're actually supposed to be trying to get a point across and the whole thing just kind of falls entirely flat because there's zero preparation or the zero adherence to those bullet points so I, I do think there's a kind of a balance between the two things is do yeah, that prep and have the structure, but don't be bound by it. So it just becomes that quite dull reading it out stuff. <laughs> right. It's a balance. I mean, it really is. And, you know, I think there, I, I think I see a lot of companies that don't want to pay for a professional actor because, you know, they, they view that as an expense, but a, a lot of times an e-learning uh, e-learning content or even a marketing video, you know, this is your company. And so even if you have a small company, uh, your content represents you and your business. Uh, there used to be an old uh, podcast I'd listen to and, and the guy would say, marketing is everything and everything is marketing. 
So, you know, if you're doing these videos and they are, they're just terrible, that's, that's marketing yourself and your company. And it, it shows through, you know, in a negative way. So, um, kind of, you know, something with, with everything that we're talking about is, um, don't be so cheap that you don't invest in, you know, a professional actor or professional company that can build this out or something. I mean, it's not always necessary, but I have seen some, some pretty, you know, bad, um, people on camera that I'm like, man, they should have just hired a professional. It would have been 10 times, a hundred times better. Yeah. And we should say actors aren't that expensive. You know, they're not, yeah. you know, and most of them need work. So mm-hmm. we should be, we should be encouraging this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of times these, the bigger companies uh, that have more budget, they realize that, but I've seen big companies that, uh, you know, just have some, some guy from accounting come over here and you're in the video, you know, like they're pulling people off the street almost or from within the company. So it happens in big companies too. But, uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't realize just anytime you have a video, it is a form of marketing. Even if you're not trying to sell anything, if you're just teaching, it still, uh, represents you and, and the company. Yeah. I think my attempt to communicate pain went as a as a, a star of the virgin atlantic health and safety video i think was such a, a lesson to me that i really mm. cannot act and it really is worth getting <laughs> professionals in <laughs> I, I, I wish i could show you it but it is just oh, so no. bad so embarrassing yeah. uh, i don't know how i did it so badly i just i think i'd have been better <laughs> if i hadn't even tried and done anything right right so it really does matter unless you are good at this stuff you know it just looks bloody awful well it does when i do it anyway same here. I mean, I'm, I'm not an actor by any stretch, you know, so it, there's a, a subset of people that are very good at it. And most of the others just, just aren't. That's why it's that particular profession. Exactly. Right. Okay. So, so that, I think that's a useful tip as well. So, yeah. um, I've, I've got, I was going to repeat them all and I've forgotten them all. So the free, <laughs> sure. tip, the free tip at the beginning, which isn't part of our five tips. What was that? I've forgotten. <laughs> that was, oh man, I should have wrote that down. Uh, we'll, we'll rely on the audience, you know, to uh, to write that yeah, down. Yeah, that's sure. right. It's a memory <laughs> test. We know what it is, really. We're just of course um, we're just not telling. <laughs> okay, and then your first tip was uh, so don't start recording with module one. Start somewhere in the middle. Great, and this one was uh, so use bullet points as an outline, but not a you know in depth script. We got that now. We remember that. Yeah. Moving on to number three, then. So number three is, and this is an age old, uh, you know teaching strategy. Both my parents are teachers. They're now college professors. So it's show, don't tell. So anytime you have, especially a video, especially a training video, the more you can demonstrate, show, the better. You know, so whether it's, you know, going into the shop and and showing the tools or whatever that might be, the more you can demonstrate, the more captivating it is. And I think that that's true. I mean, you're saying it in a kind of literal sense, as in show visual. Mm-hmm. I also think it's true in in any sense. Show through stories, show through experience. Um, yeah. If it's e-learning, you can also get people to go away and do something like press pause now, go away and do X, Y, Z, or whatever it might be, and come back. Or it's it's not just always show a picture or show exactly. a diagram. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that go- will kind of bleed into the um, the fourth tip, which you kind of alluded to. So besides show, don't tell, I always like to have the format in any training or teaching or e-learning is use, you want the, the, the learner to know something, to feel something and to do something. 
So whether that's in every single video, you might say, hey, I want to teach you about X. And you might not say, so you can feel blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you want them to, to not just know something, but you want to tie it to an emotion a lot of times. You know, if they can understand the emotion that they'll get, a lot of times they're more apt to do it. And then like you just said a, a minute ago, hey, if you have to pause the video and go do this, implement this, you, that's, that's the ultimate, right? You, you don't want just people watching a video and being like, oh, that's nice, and then going back to work. You want them to know the content, to feel the importance, and then do it. So that was kind of a, a tip there, too, that you alluded to was use the know, feel, and do method for each video. I think that's so important because it is a weakness of any kind of distant learning that you don't get that holistic approach. It's, it is really just kind of watching and listening. So the more you can get people actually doing, touching, you know, physically mm -hmm. involved, the more emotionally involved that they will get. And I think we all fall, and maybe I just fall into this trap of, hey, the more content I consume, the smarter I'll become. Almost like you're downloading information. And, and there's, you know, some truth to that. But, but where you really cement it into your mind is when you're doing it, when you're implementing it. Yeah, when you're thinking about it, when you're implying it, when you're engaging with it. That's that's where the learning happens. It's it's, it's it isn't just that download of quantity because most of that will yeah. get forgotten. Exactly. Exactly. I just want to go back to the show show don't tell as well because yeah. something that they teach in writing is very much of that they use that phrase show don't tell. Mm. So, for example, if you're describing a character, you wouldn't say uh, Jeff was nervous. You would show Jeff being nervous by mm. describing the behavior that then we as a reader get to interpret as nervous. And that makes it a much more, uh, a, a deeper experience. It just feels more real. Because most yeah. of the time, if you or I were, were chatting in the street or something, you wouldn't say to me, hi, I'm nervous. <laughs> but I would, I would <laughs> read it from your body language or from your, from your you know, tone of voice or whatever. And that's the natural way we tend to read each other. We, we rarely signal stuff in, in you know, explicit terms. So to make that feel more real, it's showing it through Jeff. Here's Jeff doing something nervous so that we're, we're able to interpret that rather than just be simply told it where it just kind of in one ear out the other. Yeah. And that's harder, I think, right? I mean, it's, it's easier yeah, just course. to tell somebody, hey, do this, blah, 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 versus build that experience and, and have a demonstration or tell a story. or So that does take some work. Yeah, but if it can be done in a written word, which in a sense is kind of one step down in terms of less engaging in one sense. Um, if it can be done in the written word, I guess it can be done in video. Sure, absolutely. I mean, it could get too yeah, tiresome if you never said it. It'd get pretty tiresome if you never said anything. You're continually describing stuff, but um, but I think the point is making that more engaging, giving letting people get there on their own where where it's yeah. feasible to do so. So that was the third one was show don't tell, and then the fourth one there you were saying about um, sort of pausing getting people to go off and do something else, making it more engaging. You use a different phrase, no feel, do. So so what you're saying there is as much as possible, get the video to do more than just be a, a knowledge transfer process. Yeah, yeah. Especially because some of the, the topics, different companies, you know, maybe it's HR and so they need to know about um, safety or, uh, uh, I mean, there's different topics that are more, yes, it's knowledge, but, but they need, they, they need the person to kind of feel something. Uh, and so that's kind of when the, the knowledge um, takes a life of its own is when it's like, okay, if, if I want to be safe at work and, and not hurt somebody or, or not get hurt myself and be out of work for, for weeks or months, you know, this training is very important. I need to listen. I need to participate. So, you know, getting them to feel something is very important. 
I, I think this one needs an example. Have you got an example to mind that you could share? Yeah. So uh, like I've worked with uh, some medical training companies and uh, one of them specifically is for uh, training nurses. It doesn't get much more important than telling a nurse, not just the, the content, and I'm not a nurse, so I, I couldn't you know, spit back you know, the, the terms, but you know, they need to know uh, why it's important to learn X, Y, or Z. Well, because the health of the baby or you know, the health of the mother or this or that. And so reminding them that there's people involved and sometimes it's life and death, or at the you know at the very least it's sickness. You know we want to get people well, and so we want that nurse or the the person that's taking that course. We want them to feel not just the importance. We don't want to like pressure them or stress them out, but we just want to let them feel the importance of the content, so that they're more excited to learn, so that they um, they can be motivated to learn. Because a lot of times, you know, especially if it's mandated corporate training, we're just kind of like, okay, you know, check the box. Did I watch? Yes or no. But if we can get that learner to get themselves invested in the content, then they're going to be more apt to to listen, to change their their habits and and um, and take into account what the training is all about. If we're watching that video, what are we going to see that's going to achieve that? Uh, so sometimes, I mean, obviously if you could demonstrate, you know, uh, I know there's uh, tons of kind of funny or, or outlandish safety videos where they're demonstrating, you know, somebody getting hurt, uh, that obviously puts it in perspective, you know, uh, but yeah, anytime you can demonstrate what you're talking about and sometimes you have to go into the negative, you know, if you don't do X, Y, or Z, then A, B, or C could happen. And that's a bad thing. You know, so you have to really paint that picture. Could be telling stories of success or failure. I think both are important. Uh, but uh, you know, anything that is applicable to you know the company that gets them really thinking and and gets gets that kind of out of their brain and into everyday life of what they're doing on the factory floor or in their office or with uh, you know a customer or a client. As far as possible, we're giving them reasons why things are being done, we're demonstrating stuff, we're showing it in action, we're showing the results of it. It's not just a, a talking head on a screen. Exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. giving you the 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 theory or the 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 obvious spiel. Yeah. Well, and it could even be a, um, a positive motivator. So if it's a sales training course, it could be, hey, you know, by taking these concepts, you're going to be closing more sales, getting more clients. You know, again, you're kind of painting that picture of success. And that's a pretty big motivator. You know, if I feel like, wow, I can, I can do this and I can make more money to, to uh, provide for my family and to help other people and, you know, whatever those motivating factors are. So it definitely doesn't always have to be negative. Uh, but yeah, you can, if you paint that picture of success, that will motivate people as well. I mean, the production values are going to now come into play because if you're actually trying to film, I don't know, a nurse or somebody putting out a fire or. Sure. Or, or if you're trying to do something, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example of somebody being injured or something, mm -hmm. you can't just grab somebody from the department and run them over and film <laughs> it. Um, you've no, got to, it, it becomes a bit more difficult. I guess you're not, I guess you're not um, suggesting we do that. Of course not. So, um, we, you know, it gets a bit harder, doesn't it? Because it's not just something in a room talking. It does. It does. And that's, you know, when, when the size of the, when the impact of the training material is such that it allows for a bigger budget, then you can do those things. Um, you know, sometimes a company doesn't have the budget space for that. And so that's where, you know, if it 
if it has to be a talking head, hey, let's tell some stories. Let's, uh, you can even do interviews. You know, a lot of times interviews with maybe it's different people in your office, department heads or whatever that might be. Um, we did um, a series for a big trucking company, a, a national trucking company, and they interviewed different people that got hurt on the job. And, and a lot of them talked about the emotion of what that meant. You know, their, their livelihood had suffered in a way their identity had suffered because they weren't, you know, behind the wheel doing what they love. They were behind a desk, you know, pushing papers and they hated that, you know? So, uh, those interviews really brought the emotion through. Even I remember one of these guys kind of big, you know, burly guys, he, he got emotional, you know, there were some tears because he, um, it was his fault that he got hurt and whatever happened, you know, I don't want to go into the details, but, uh, so he was able to convey that. So whoever was watching could say, could feel the impact of that versus, Hey, be safe on the job. You know, that's boring versus telling that emotional story of what happened, how it impacted him and how it influenced him will, will help the, the viewer, uh, take that to heart. And you react to that whenever you yeah. see somebody like that, especially as a, it's a genuine person. Again, it's not just some actor really telling you that, story that's moving them it's hard not to react to that emotionally yeah exactly so again you're engaging those other uh, other emotions <laughs> just repeating yeah. myself here um <laughs> okay so that's that's the fourth one so fifth one sure so number five and i could go on for a long time but hey we'll uh we'll keep it here at five so this has to do with more of the technical aspect so uh, some, some people are filming videos with their phones, you know, so whether it's an iPhone or an Android phone or whatever, or it might be a simple webcam or a DSLR, whatever that is. So make sure to put all distractions to a bare minimum. So if you have to put your phone in airplane mode, if you have to turn off notifications on your computer or whatever that is, you know, especially the, the more people you get in the room, <laughs> the more pinging and buzzing and ringing and, and all these things. Uh, I was just in a, a shoot last week and there were four or five of us in the room and, you know, it seemed like every other minute something was going off and we had to kind of talk to everybody and say, listen, if this is a priority, we need to make it a priority and kind of silence some of these distractions. So you're thinking of distractions in that sense, in the kind of audible sense. Yeah. And then also if you are using your phone to, to film, you know, cameras, uh, cell phone uh, cameras are pretty good these days. I recommend turning your phone in airplane mode to save battery and to avoid notifications. So if you are filming with your phone, I mean, first of all, I recommend plugging in your phone so it doesn't lose battery. But, uh, you know, if you get a phone call in the middle of recording, that phone call actually takes priority and it will kind of stop the video mid-sentence and interrupt you with that phone call. I think there's some there's some things related to this as well, and this might sound ridiculously obvious, but some background noise that you get in a room. I saw a video somebody had made the other day, and they'd left the TV on. Oh no! In the room, <laughs> yeah. It's can you believe it? But this person had did they did a video, and they actually had the TV on in the background. Wow! Uh, audibly, not just vis visually. So it was visually yeah. distracting, but obviously um, they were then kind of shouting over it. And what it sounds like to you in a room is not how it sounds when it's recorded. So the microphone sure. <laughs> picks things up slightly differently. So I know that's a pretty obvious one, but there are other things which maybe aren't so obvious that the visual distractions behind or, and, and one of my pet hates as well is people leaving their work pass on sort of hanging around their neck. Mm. I think that looks um, just that scruffy. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole uh, kind of, a, I guess an extra tip or whatever is we have almost like a, an airline pilot has a 
pre-launch checklist that they go through. You know, we have different checklists uh, as we're setting up our equipment, before we record, during, after, and all that. So, you know, if you're doing a lot of training videos in your company, create a system that anybody, you know, if you're gone that day, sick or whatever, anybody could come in, follow the system, and make it high quality. You know, so that might be, um, you know, turning the 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 uh, phones on silent. You know, so if you have phones that are plugged in or whatever, or turning the air conditioner so it doesn't click on and click off every you know two minutes, or telling people, hey, we're recording in here. Don't just pop in, you know, because we're in the break room or we're in whatever room. So, you know, with I guess this point number five is remove distractions. You know, so we've talked about you know, computer and phone notifications. We've talked about people walking in. You brought up a good point of, you know, not having the TV on. That's, that's crazy. So yeah, it's, it's amazing what people, I mean, there's a lot to, to think about. And so sometimes in the heat of trying to get everything set up and ready, we might not think about the TV. Right. Um, and so having that checklist makes it because if you're, if you're there in the room, the TV might, I mean, TV is probably a bit of an exaggerated example for, for most sure. of us, but there could be some background noise that you're not aware of because you're focusing on something else and yeah. you don't notice that someone's got the radio on and, and, and it ends up being picked up by the microphone or something. Yeah. Well, just last week we were in a beautiful, uh, it happened to be the, the break room, but it looked almost like a living room setting in this, in this big company. And, um, our first interview, you know, everything set up, we went through the checklist, everything was fantastic person starts talking and the coffee maker in the corner starts going off, you know, like making a lot of noise, making the coffee. We forgot to unplug that. You know, so it's just a lot of these little things that you may not think about. And if you can avoid them, because once, you know, once somebody's kind of in, in work mode or teaching mode, any distraction can really break that. Also, if you're paying, if you are paying actors or something like that, you're, exactly. or you're paying some kind of people to do it, then this all costs money every sort of distraction you make and if you don't notice it at the time uh, because it's quite easy to 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 zoom zone these things out if you don't notice it and then when you're re-looking at it and you think oh my god there's that horrible background noise you've got to do the whole thing again yeah that that can be quite i mean it's time consuming but it's also expensive exactly um I, (laughs) i was at a video shoot uh recently and it was a larger building and upstairs they were doing some construction and uh, the previous day it was in a different wing, so it was not noisy, but that day, of course, it was pretty much right above us. And so, you know, we had to kind of take some breaks. So all these little things, you know, you just have to make sure all your ducks in a row, everybody's kind of aware, nobody's walking in and you're removing the distractions. Very simple thing to do, but worth doing. And I think that checklist is a good idea because it's so easy to forget them. And some of them aren't that obvious. Yeah. And like you said, going back and either re-recording or fixing issues, whether it's fixing um, items on camera. So maybe there's something in the background you didn't see or something in the audio you have to edit out. Those are costly and time consuming. So if you can eliminate them altogether, it's a lot cheaper, faster and more efficient. And all of these tips you've been saying could be used just as if you were doing a video meeting or something like that. And I think things like that, things like distractions are things that you're more likely to forget in that thing because you probably don't prepare in the same way. Things like the bullet points you're talking about, it's even more important to be articulate and not be too long-winded or not be too dull on uh, a video medium because it is less engaging. So these tips, I mean, I suppose getting an actor to stand in isn't particularly applicable, but most (laughs) of the other ones are um, actually really useful for those kind of video meetings. 
Yeah. Well, and I have, um, I, I'm trying to, to build out more and more checklists for my own business. So for example, for any time on a, I'm on a podcast, I have a checklist of some of these things we talked about removing distractions. So I turn my phone off, I turn notifications off and all these different things so that I don't forget midway through, you know, a conversation and, and something crazy happens. So I, I think in any area of business, it's important to have these checklists. Even if you've done it a hundred times, you know, sometimes you can forget. Or like I said, if if you're sick and somebody has to fill in, uh, they now know what to do because they have this this checklist of what's expected. Yeah, it's such a simple thing to do, uh, but it's it it just makes things so much more consistent and reliable. I've been studying a lot lately uh, decision fatigue and how you know so many of us have you know hundreds of decisions every day and how can we minimize those which actually reduces stress and reduces mental fatigue and and many other things and so it's one of the reasons why I'm creating all these uh, lists and systems is just to make it easier on myself you know why do I have to rethink the wheel every time I do x y or z you know for for people that only do a video once a quarter that's a lot to re-remember every quarter so make a list and check it twice, all right? Just like Santa Claus. And and then you'll be ready. This is where your high C personality comes in really useful. Exactly. <laughs> and Jeff, I know that you also run a, a course, a training course for people to make videos. Is is that right? I do. Yeah. So I made a course with, you know, a lot of well, tons of tips we didn't talk about, but it's called Easy Video for Courses. So yeah, that's found it online, or excuse me, on easyvideoforcourses.com. And there's a link on um, to get to that on the Trainer Tools website. And uh, Jeff has kindly offered a discount for listeners to this podcast. So again, go to the website and you can see that. Click through and get it at some incredibly reduced price. Yes. So thank you very much for that, Jeff. That's um, interesting and very easy to sort of apply tips, I think, which would make the quality of most people's videos or video meetings a lot, a lot better. So thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. I've had a lot of fun. Meow, 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 meow,